This afternoon we talk about Turkey's operations in Syria and uh, the fact that Turkey is saying that it does not need permission from anyone for s- operations it carries out in Syria. We're joined by our guest, Yusuf Irem Mina, a Turkish foreign policy expert. Yusuf, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alaikum salam. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your time. Uh, perhaps you could give us uh, an update on the background to the latest round of attacks and operations that Turkey has carried out in Syria. Well, uh, about, uh, as you know, three uh, weeks ago, there was a terrorist attack uh, in Istanbul, uh, causing uh, many casualties and many injured. Uh, the group that carried the attack out is positioned in northern Syria. Uh, it's the uh, Syrian arm of uh, designated terror group called the PKK. Uh, they're known as the YPG in Syria. Uh, this is a group that uh, Turkey had uh, launched operations previously back in 2018, 2019, 2020. Uh, Turkey had wanted to launch another operation towards the beginning of the year, but uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, the war in Ukraine erupted and it uh, required Turkey's attention to the northern border uh, across the Black Sea, what was going on between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, Obviously, national security concerns, stability concerns uh, in that part of the world. uh, Put it on the back burner, let's say. But uh, after this terrorist attack, uh, it became a priority once again to address uh, the Syrian border and what's going on over there. Uh, for the for about the last ten days, I believe now Turkey has been launching air operations uh, via drone, uh, via fighter jets, uh, bombing a PKK and YPG hideouts uh, in the northern Syria region. They've been able to neutralize and eliminate many high value targets. But uh, the conversation recently has shifted. Well, will Turkey launch a ground operation? So uh, that's where we're at currently. Currently, right now, Turkey most likely will launch a ground operation. The Turkey Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has said that uh, when Turkey is ready, uh, they will enter North Syria once again uh, to be able to push the YPG off of its borders. Uh, uh, Erdogan has been talking about uh, creating a 30-kilometer buffer zone for many years. Uh, He's been able to accomplish it in some parts, but he wants all along the border an area free of uh, the YPG, an area free of ISIS, an area free of Al-Qaeda. So, uh, as you know, there's uh, over 3.5 million Syrian refugees in Turkey. So, Turkey wants a safe place to be able to begin repatriating them uh, in the coming years. Has there been any proof to suggest that the uh, PKK YPG is behind the bombing that took place in the capital? There's been arrests, uh, not the capital, in Istanbul, actually, uh, the capital, Zankara. But uh, there's uh, there have been arrests of the perpetrators and people behind the attack. Uh, they've been thoroughly investigated. And uh, as far as I, I am aware of, the interior ministry, the police and Turkish intelligence uh, feel they have more than enough evidence to be able to say that the YPG is behind this attack. Yes. And... As you indicated, you know, the purpose of uh, the ground, uh, putting boots on the ground would be to push back uh, the PKK of a 30-kilometer buffer zone away from the border. Uh, what is the delay then in this regard? What are the positive, uh, possible negative consequences of launching this ground operation? 
Well, the delays are, it's a complicated geography. Complicated meaning there's the presence of many non-state actors, but also many state actors as well. Uh, there's Assad re- regime present in the area. There's American troops in some areas that are present. Russian troops in some area that are present. Uh, Iran-backed militia uh, in some areas that are present. So you have many different actors uh, in many different geographies. So one of the things that Turkey wants to be very, very careful about is uh, to avoid any type of friendly fire incident, uh, avoid any type of clashes uh, with other groups that, that could escalate the situation. So uh, there's a lot of intelligence, a lot of reconnaissance going on right now. Turkey is, uh, also has deconfliction mechanisms with many of these countries who have troops there, and they're just trying to make sure that an operation, if it's carried out on the ground, it doesn't put Turkish troops face-to-face with any group that it does not want to be face-to-face with, whether it be uh, the Assad regime, whether it be the U.S., the Russia, or Iran. Yes, talking about the U.S.'s involvement, we know that uh, you know the Kurdish-led People's Protection Units, the YPG, was the U.S. main ally in Syria in the fight against ISIL or ISIS. So with Turkey attacking you know, in that particular region, uh, what sort of a role or what sort of response can be anticipated from the U.S.? Well, unfortunately, uh, even though many in the U.S. know who who the YPG are, who they belong to, who they're the Syrian arm of, and the U.S. is a country that has designated the PKK terror group, the umbrella organization of the YPG, they've designated them as terrorists. Uh, the United States has been working with them uh, ever since 2014, uh, beginning with the Obama administration. And this has been a huge flashpoint over the past eight years between uh, Turkey and the United States. Uh, again, uh, the YPG, they continue to propagate that uh, they're the only force that can fight ISIS. They're the only force that can defeat ISIS, which is far beyond the truth. Uh, Turkey launched Operation Euphrates Shield back in August of 2016. It was a very successful operation. It uh, liberated more swaths of land from ISIS than any other operation uh, conducted by the YPG or the United States, neutralized over 3,000 terrorists in that region. So Turkey has been incredibly successful. Uh, the YPG just do a good job of propagating and using uh, the ISIS uh using ISIS as a boogeyman to continue justifying their presence. But at the end of the day, they are uh, stealing the Syrian people's land. They are stealing the Syrian people's oil. Uh, They continue to provoke Turkey with uh, acts of terror. They continue to attack areas uh, that belong to the Syrian opposition. And they continue to be a very destructive actor, not part of a political solution. They're only trying uh, to create an autonomous zone for themselves. And this is not, again, this is not the Kurds. This is a left-wing Marxist group that is inside uh, of the Kurdish community. They do not represent the Kurds as we often see in the American media saying Turkey is attacking the Kurds. There's over 12 million Kurds that live in Turkey. If Turkey had a problem with the Kurds, there wouldn't be 12 million Kurds in Turkey. Uh, They've been there for a very long time. They have their own political party. They have their own elected officials. Uh, Over 2 million Kurds live just in Istanbul alone, which is uh, far geographically from anywhere that can be considered predominantly Kurdish. So at the end of the day, this is a lot of propaganda on behalf of the terror group. Yes. Now, 
the elections coming up in June 2023. Uh, what happens in Syria in terms of uh, uh, you know dealing with this terror group? What sort of bearing will that happen have on uh, the president's uh, possibility or his desire for a re-election? You know, it, it could go many ways. Uh, a lot of people uh, try to point out that this is some type of uh, election maneuver, but I think the risks attached to a Syria operation are very big and uh, are fa- far beyond wanting to use it as an election maneuver just because it's too many risks. Uh, at the end of the day, national security is paramount. It's above all. Now, let's say you have an operation that results in many Turkish casualties. This will not be a boost for elections. It will be a negative for elections. Uh, again, there is a large Kurdish electorate uh, inside Turkey. Uh, it depends on how they would view an operation against the Syrian Kurds or against the group, the PKK, because at the end of the day, there are PKK sympathizers. There are YPG sympathizers inside Turkey as well. Uh, again, this can also run the risk of the U.S. sanctioning Turkey, driving the uh, Turkish lira back uh, up uh, back up with the dollar strengthening, which would hurt the economy. That's another scenario that the Turkish president wouldn't want. So, um I think this is not this has nothing to do with elections. This is something that the Turkish president or the Turkish state needs to handle. It needs to handle its business. It needs to ensure the security and stability of the region, because uh, what would the areas we're talking are right, right over the border, right over the border. You can look into Syria from the Turkish uh, uh, from the uh, southeastern and uh, southwestern borders of Turkey. And when you have. These groups operating there, threatening. Uh, just recently, many missiles and many drones have, uh, little suicide drones, have launched attacks just over the last two, three weeks. There's been people dying uh, in Turkish villages right along the border. Now, this is something that's completely unacceptable, and the Turkish military has the means, has the power, has the manpower uh, to be able to neutralize this group. And as I said, it's making sure that uh, the complicated situation on the southern side of its border is solved before it launches a ground operation. But I think that probably within the next one to two weeks, we will see boots on the ground in northern Syria once again. We'll follow it very closely, Brother Yusuf. Shukran, Jazakum Allah for speaking to us. Thank you very much for having me. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.